Hi, everybody. I'm Heather, and Trish and I are back with more tips showing you how we're surviving this pandemic. And today's topic will be our top five pandemic essentials in our grocery carts. And no, toilet paper is not one of them. Hi, guys. I'm Trish. As we've shared, Heather and I are two fit models with near identical size six body measurements, and we've been paid to maintain those exact measurements under contract for a span of 20 plus years. We're writing a book called Paid to be Perfect to share what we've learned over those 20 plus years in an effort to help you find your own version of perfect. We hope our book will be out later this year, but in the meantime, we're sharing what works for us right now. Okay, Heather, let's get started. What are your top five pandemic essentials in your grocery cart these days? Before I get to that, let me just say that both you and I love talking about the nutrition, nutrition habits that we've developed and fine-tuned over the last two decades. So we have a huge portion of our book, Paid to be Perfect, dedicated to exactly how we eat and exactly what we eat to stay the same size as we have been for over 20 years. And we share all of our tips in a very detailed way. This grocery list is just a small snapshot of what that looks like for us. So... I used to go to the grocery store every few days during uh, my son's after school activities. So I'd always have fresh fruit and veggies and I'd always buy a few bags of groceries at a time. But then this pandemic started. And so I, like almost everyone else, initially tried to up my pandemic shopping game to bunker standards, buying as much as I could down those grocery trips overall. So I spent a lot more money each time I went, getting a whole cart full. I don't think I spent as much as Trish did when she started out. How much was that again that you spent? <laughs> 600 in the first week God, that's on insane. three trips, but oh I just goodness. kept going back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't do that. But I did buy way more snacks in the beginning of this, which I mentioned in our first podcast, maintaining weight throughout this pandemic. That was also when I talked about gaining seven pounds at the beginning of the stay-at-home order due to eating all those processed snacks I was overbuying. I'm happy to say that I'm right back to where my body seems to like to be weight-wise, which means I'm right on spec of what I would need to be to fit model. And this is with eating pizza every Friday night for the last six weeks or so, because that's our fun pandemic Friday night thing to do. And I've also been eating one or two other sweet treats a week because not a week will go by that I don't need something sweet, pandemic or not. Absolutely. So, oh, 100%. Yeah, I got to have my sweets. Um, although I was kind of shocked, you know, when I gained the weight initially uh, at the beginning of this, I really wasn't in a huge hurry to get those extra pounds that I gained off, given the circumstances that I couldn't go anywhere or work or do anything anyway. I just went back to eating what I normally do and kept working out and tried to de-stress and sleep well. Sleep is a whole other topic. We could get into someday about how it affects your food choices, but I just went easy on myself, did everything I could for immune support, including eating, eating lots of fresh whole plant foods. I checked in with the scale a little more often than I normally do, and that's it. So yo-yo dieting is bad. We all know that, um, and good daily habits are key. I also want to mention that despite the fact that I can't fit model if I'm not on spec, that is not my motivating factor for being in top form. I eat as well and as clean as I can for proper health and good energy, and that will determine my size and my look. I believe you need to want to be at your best for yourself more than for anyone else to actually make it work. Uh, Trish, just out of curiosity, did you gain any weight or have you stayed exactly the same during this pandemic whirlwind? 
No, I have not gained weight, but I definitely had to really laser focus and try not to because there there were stresses and I uh, definitely was pulled more into drinking more wine and having more sweets. But then I also upped my exercise. So I definitely had some some fluctuations where I wasn't feeling my best, but if I gained anything, it was only a little bit. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That way you didn't have to, you know, do anything to change your, change your routine, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that's still not fair that you didn't get anything, but okay. I love you anyway. Um, so now to my grocery cart, my long story short for nutrition is that I eat a whole food plant-based diet. And so my top five, five items in my pandemic grocery cart will reflect that. Uh, the first one is beans and rice, beans and rice, beans and rice, and beans and rice. <laughs> With the amount of beans and rice that I eat and my son eats, that could literally be uh, one through five. And in true shelter, hunker down in a bunker for a year situation, um, that's that would be what I'd be eating. But assuming we don't need that kind of lockdown, although anything is possible at this point, Beans and rice will remain my number one. I mix up the beans and mix up the rice. Sometimes it's quinoa or some other whole grain. But beans and rices are staple. And I know that's technically two things, but I eat them together. So I count it as one. I have a rice cooker that I barely use. The stove is just as easy as a rice cooker for me. But the super quick and easy tip is getting packets of rice to microwave. There are one, ones called seeds of change. And those rice packets are one of my favorite things in the grocery store. You can microwave them for 90 seconds, drain some canned beans, mix with some veggies, and that's dinner. It's super quick and easy. And I'm personally not anti-microwave. For me, it's a convenient and easy way to heat things up quickly. I know some people aren't into microwaves, but for me, it's more about the fact that I'm eating whole foods and not processed foods, and I'll enjoy the convenience of a microwave as needed in busy times and in pandemic times alike. I'll usually make enough beans and rice for a few days or freeze some if I make more than that. I like easy things. I'm not a big follow a recipe and hang out in the kitchen all day kind of person. So whatever makes things quick and easy, I'm all about it. Um, My number two is oats. I prefer old fashioned oats when they were out of old fashioned oats. uh, When everyone was hoarding uh, everything at the beginning of this, I quickly um, just bought some quick oats. (laughs) I'm not a big steel oat person because it's too time intensive. And again, I'm all about what's easy. I even occasionally use instant oatmeal in the packets too, but I don't get the flavor kinds, only the original without the added sugar. And then I add my own sweeteners or fruits to that. My number three is fruits and veggies, fresh, frozen, and dried. I always have some fresh fruit. I peel and freeze bananas to either put in my smoothie or defrost and eat as a sweet treat at night. We buy frozen blackberries and blueberries for Luke and I either put them in my smoothies or he eats them as a frozen um, snack, just like in a bowl. Uh, raisins and lately jackfruit are my favorite dried fruits. Of course, dried fruits are higher in calorie density. So I try to eat more fresh and frozen overall, but dried fruits are a really nice thing to have on hand when you need to stock up on things when you're not going to the grocery stores often. For veggies, I eat mostly fresh and frozen, not canned. And we also eat dried seaweed regularly. I tear it up and put it on my salad or put it in my rice bowl. Number four is flax seeds and almonds. I know this is technically two things again, but nuts and seeds are one of the ways a plant-based eater gets their protein. I always get asked, excuse me, I always get asked, how do you get your protein? 
which is really easy to do um, as a plant-based eater. And you can actually eat more food overall because <clears throat> a whole food plant-based diet is generally more calorie dense and high fiber and lower in saturated fats with an emphasis on whole food because you can be a junk food vegetarian or vegan. I know I was one way before I knew better and when I would buy and eat processed uh, plant-based foods. And I'll talk about that more in the book as well. And number five is protein powder. A protein powder is another really easy and yummy way to get some extra protein in my diet. I prefer Vega One, but I've tried others. I like my protein powders made of pea protein. And I like to put a scoop in either my smoothie or in my oats, both of which end up tasting like dessert, especially when I use the chocolate flavors. And I did add one more. I have number six, potatoes. And I added this as a last thing because I eat potatoes almost as much as I eat beans and rice and oats. I love organic Yukon gold potatoes the best. Um, the bottom line is I eat carbs, healthy whole food carbs, and we will get into that in the, in the book as well. So Trish, the funny thing about this list is that I'm the one that came up with uh, top five items in our pandemic grocery carts as the topic. And I counted above and it's actually nine things that I've listed. <laughs> I just cheated and combined a few. So I almost texted you. Yeah. Yeah, I almost texted you to change it uh, to top 10 because I had such a hard time picking only five and I knew you would too. So how about you? What is your top yeah. five short condensed list? Can't live without pandemic favorites in your grocery cart. You know, it's funny. I don't know if our audience knows, but we don't tell each other what we're going to say. So it's it's kind of a little nerve wracking going into our podcast for me because I don't know if we're going to have the exact same thing we say or if it's going to be totally different. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes it's a mixture of both, but this week we're actually very similar. Um, one of the things I love about what we share with our audience is that um, we, we have very different ways we go about doing things yet in some instances, there is a lot of overlap, which uh, our audience will hear a little bit of today. So let me dive in. First, um, let me go back to something you asked me about, about the weight gain. And I should say that I seldom ever weigh myself on a scale. I just can tell by how my clothes fit. And then I put a tape measure around myself. And so when I can tell um, that my clothes aren't fitting the same, I will pull the tape measure out. And if I see that, um, you know, I'm a half inch larger in my waist than I usually am for my fit model measurements, then I know I need to pull it back in. So that's, I have done a little of that throughout, uh, but there hasn't been a time that I've necessarily stepped on the scale and it shown me you know anything more than a normal couple pound fluctuation here well then you may but have gained weight then you may have actually gained weight yeah right 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 that's what i'm that's what that's why i, I don't know a single person who hasn't gained a little bit during this pandemic so maybe you yeah, have a tiny little bit yeah yeah there's definitely been times where i've felt i'll say fluffy <laughs> and then i just do my dial-in tactics which we can talk yes. about more in another pandemic um, podcast. I think that would be a good one on, um, you know, how we dial back. Definitely. Okay, we dive in. So the five items that you'll see in my grocery cart nearly every single week, and especially during this pandemic, 
are, and I grouped them too, veggies, lean proteins, complex carbs, healthy fats, and the bonus is seltzer water. So this may all sound like a relatively uninteresting list. However, I'm going to dive into each grouping just a little bit to give you a few of my my personal fit model secrets in each category. Okay, so first let's start with veggies. Boring, right? Well, I think of it this way. Veggies are nutrient dense. They're low in calories. Uh, they have fiber that help us feel full and keep our digestive systems regular. And best of all, during a pandemic, they boost our immunity. So important, and one more important reason to get in veggies. The problem is, and why many people think veggies are boring or don't taste good, is they aren't eating and, or trying different vegetables or aren't using different types of cooking methods. So I wanted to share with you some of my favorite veggies that you'll find in my grocery cart and how I prepare them so that they do taste good. And I hope that you try some of these and please let us know and respond if you do decide to try some new veggies um, that we're recommending or try to prepare them in a new way. So cruciferous veggies, such as broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, I almost always roast them. I wash and cut them into bite-sized pieces, spray with olive oil, lightly salt, and roast at a high temperature for a short period of time in the oven. So it makes them like crisp tender. So delicious. Um, just go easy on the portions of these types of vegetables because they are a high gas producing vegetable. So if you have digestive issues, this might be one that you'll want to keep as an occasional veggie um, or just not have a whole plate of broccoli. <laughs> um, the next uh, veggie on my list, squash of all types and varieties. I actually had a, um, and this wasn't on my list of things I was going to talk to you about today, but it's kind of a funny little story. I uh, at one point had like four or five different types of squash in my grocery cart and I was putting it on the uh, conveyor belt and the grocery store clerk actually mentioned, he said, wow, you like squash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I bought all the squash they had uh, to offer at the grocery that week. <laughs> but um, things I like are the of squash or the zucchini and the yellow squash. I like to slice it lengthwise and grill it spaghetti squash I steam it in the microwave and then finish the shredded squash in a pan with some olive oil salt and pepper maybe even a sprinkle of parmesan cheese butternut squash I'll peel it and slice it into little quarter inch slices and again roast it in the oven either like a savory uh, seasoning or you could even do a cinnamon um, and a little honey and, and roast it in the oven dark leafy greens this is one of the best highest dense, nutritious veggies in the supermarket. So uh, they're good for salads. You could put baby spinach and blend it into your favorite protein shake without even noticing it's there if you don't like dark leafy greens, but still want to get the nutrients. Colored greens, I like to use for wraps. So instead of like a um, a regular whole grain wrap. If you're wanting to get in more veggies and reduce your overall carb intake, then you can use a colored green wrap. They're really good. You just have to kind of take the peeler and peel down the stem a little bit so that it doesn't break when you wrap it. Um, so these are just a few of the veggie varieties I like and how I like to cook them. Um, 
give them a try, try them different ways. Um, I, I think it's really, if you're trying to lose weight and add uh, more nutrients to your body and boost your health and your immunity, it's the best way to go. Uh, but this doesn't mean that I don't eat carbs. I love complex carbs and like Heather, they are a frequent part of my new daily part of my nutrition. It's, a uh, a slow burning source of energy uh, and the reason that you'll always find them in my car. Of course, carbs are best earlier in the day and moderated so that you don't go overboard. Some of the com complex carbs I buy include um, things. Um, oh, actually, I just realized I had a whole list of them and then I, I, um, I decided to share it to, um, to, share share with you more in the book but just let me say some of the things that heather mentioned like oats and beans those are um my regular everyday type of um carbs that i use but also a whole grain bread that's less processed is a good choice um, dave's killer bread is one of my favorites ezekiel bread uh, those are both really good whole grain breads that don't have those dough conditioners or uh, additives or preservatives. Uh, lean proteins. Yes, I eat meat, but I'm very selective about it. And I dive deeper again in our book on the subject. But for now, let me just say that I try to stick to lean, organic, humanely raised meats such as chicken, turkey, and fish. I'm also a big fan of free range uh, organic eggs. I have two eggs each morning for breakfast with one slice of my favorite uh, bread. I also make a batch of hard boiled eggs to snack on throughout the week with just a little bit of salt uh, or uh, seasoned salt on them. Uh, yogurts, I could talk for days about yogurt, but in an effort, again, to keep the podcast shorter and concise, I'll just say to be very cautious about the yogurt you choose. Plain yogurt is always best, but if you do choose a flavored variety, make sure to look at the ingredient list to ensure there's no artificial ingredients. Look at the nutrition label to make sure the sugar grams are reasonable. I like to shoot for 10 grams or less, preferably less. Siggy's is a great brand to go for that um, is almost always under that 10 grams and clean. Um, some of the store brands are great if you go with the more, um, the, the plain varieties. And don't think that just because vanilla doesn't have a uh, quote flavoring per se, and it's just plain vanilla, it's not. The vanilla varieties are almost always more <laughs> sugar. So make sure you're looking at. That's the, why they uh, taste so good. <laughs> I know. Right? Do you have a favorite yogurt brand that you buy? I'm not a big yogurt dairy. person. No, I limit my no. dairy overall. Um, yeah. I so I, yeah, I like yogurt. I just don't eat it often. Yeah, I, yogurt is a staple in our household. I just try to be very careful about um, the sugar and the, the ingredients that they can mix in. So uh, healthy fats are another thing. I know Heather mentioned nuts and seeds. Nut butters are regular in my grocery cart. But again, if this, is a, this is a processed manufactured food. You have to look at the ingredient list and label. I like to stick to nut butters that have nuts as the <laughs> only ingredient. One of my favorite brands is right here in Columbus, Ohio, um, right in Grandview called Crema. It's a, a local nut company and their, their nut butters 
just have nuts in the ingredients. So that's a good one. Uh, olive oil, I use it for everything. I like to pan fry fish. Yes, I fry fish. Uh, but if you use olive oil or coconut oil, it's a great way to go. Um, just make sure that it's just a little bit and not like swimming in the oil. Um, I use it for roasting veggies in the oven and even to whip up a salad dressing. Seeds. Chia seeds are not just a superfood. They're a wonder food. They not only provide omega-3 fats, which our Western diets don't get nearly enough of. Chia seeds soak up, can also soak up 10 times their size in water in our body and help you feel full. Um, they slow the absorption of food, giving you long-lasting energy. Um, and ancient civilizations knew what they were doing because they believed that uh, chia seeds provided like supernatural powers because the Mayans would eat them uh, before they went into battle. It provided that much uh, the of an energy source for them. So I personally like to eat them as a granola substitute. Granola often has uh, added sugar in it and you can get so much more uh, nutrition and no sugar from chia seeds and they'll help you feel full. So give it a try, put it on top of your yogurt. If you have yogurt, I also had somebody tell me that they put it in meatloaf. If you um, like to make meatloaf. Interesting. I like to also put chia seeds in overnight oats. So if you do like overnight oats in little mason jars, you can use the chia seeds as the thickener. Uh, it'll just soak up whatever water you put in there. Uh, seltzer water. So this is this is kind of the bonus one. It's my number five, but at this point, again, it's probably close to ten. <laughs> um, so you'll always find seltzer water in my grocery cart, and I'm not talking about the flavored, sugared seltzer water. I'm talking about the plain, plain old water that's just bubbly, and it's because it's my fancy weekday beverage. I like to mix it with just a splash of. Uh, pure orange juice, just a splash, not a cup of orange <laughs> juice and a splash of water, but mostly water and a splash of orange juice. I add ice, I put it in a wine glass, and this is my weekday wine replacement. So those of you that are struggling on um, managing the wine consumption during the pandemic, grab some seltzer water and some of your favorite orange juice or juice and make a you know mostly bubbly water but a splash of juice and and put it in a wine glass it's not 100% the same thing of course not but um it'll help you feel like it's a special something on that random tuesday night when we really shouldn't be partaking in um mm -hmm. wine or multiple glasses of wine. Um, so that's my, uh, my go-to for a weekday special drink and what you will find in my grocery cart nearly every week. So I hope you found this list of five quote things <laughs> that are five to 10, five to 10. Yeah. Five to <laughs> ten. <laughs> so these are regularly found in my grocery cart. Um, I hope you found something new to try out and add to your grocery cart this coming week. If you've discovered something new that you will be adding to your cart, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So I and just, that's it. That's it for the week. Well, I want to <laughs> add just one more thing to your seltzer water tip um, because yeah. I, I drink uh, sparkling water all the time. I love it. And we always have the plain variety here too, usually the Croy um, or something like that. And, uh, 
a couple things, other things you can do is you can put a couple drops of stevia in it to make it sweet. If you like, you know, a little sweet treat. And then you can also put a little bitters in for a, a non-alcoholic drink that's kind of festive. Um, so I like doing that too. When I was pregnant, um, also that was my main drink. I would al always drink uh, sparkling water with a little splash of, you know, grape juice or whatever juice, pineapple juice, any juice. So that's a great tip. I love that. And uh, another just a funny thing I wanted to, to just mention real quick before we close out is I remember you, we were at Express and we were down in the cafeteria and you've been into nutrition longer than I have because I remember I bought a juice off the, um, off the rack down in the cafeteria and uh, I picked it up and um, I think I was looking at the 10% uh, juice at the bottom. I was like, wait a minute, this is only 10% juice. And you, get, you were like, yeah, what else is in there? Like you were like, look at the uh, ingredient label. So I wanted to mention just one more. And that was kind of like right when I was starting to, you know, learn more about nutrition and what I should eat. You know, I definitely had many years that I was more of a junk food vegetarian um, than a, what I am now, which is a whole food plant-based eater. And uh, you had kind of gotten me on that path in the sense that you were like, you know, look at the labels, read the labels. <laughs> so I just, because you talked about ingredient labels for a second, I think with the yogurt. And so I just wanted to say that's another thing we talk about in the book is, um, you know, reading those labels and the different things, you know, you were talking about sugar content and the different things to look out for. So We'll get, again, we'll get into that in the book. There's so much, Trisha, and I could share with you because we do really both love talking about nutrition. So on the effort to try to yeah. keep this shorter, um, we won't tell you anymore. <laughs> we'll save it for the book. It's, it's been a lifelong journey, for yes, sure. We yes. learn from each other. So I hope that other people hear this message and can learn from it. And also share with us, if you have some great tips that you've, and ways that you've found to manage during this pandemic or just, um, some fun things that you have in your grocery cart, share with us. I'd love to hear. I love learning from others. Absolutely. So we want to thank you guys again, once again, for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect podcast, Pandemic Edition. Sharing with all of you continues to help us focus our attention on something good. And we've loved starting this podcast and look forward to creating more. Know that this is just our roadmap, what works for us, but you're you. So take from us what feels right and make it your own, however that looks for you, especially during these ever-changing times. If you want to hear more, please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast with Heather and Trish. It's on several different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can check out our new updated IG account, which we're having so much fun with. <laughs> it shows all the podcast platforms and the highlights and where we will have lots of photos and ongoing tips in the stories. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Ask us questions about anything or give us your ideas for what you want to hear in future podcasts. We want this to be fun and have you guys engaged with us. And we want to help in whatever we can from our corners of our homes. So stay tuned for more, including info about our book, Paid to Be Perfect. Stay safe, be well, and remember, you're perfect. <laughs>